Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, Halflings! How are you all doing today? As always, I am Jasper William Cartwright, and with me is... Luanda Unachi Lewis, y'all, but everybody calls me Unachi. And... <laughs> and Jeremy Cobb, but some people call me John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Nah, 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 John. His Jake. name is my name, too. It is. Oh my god! You will come to terms with your own weakness! Old Prince vibe? Focus Ooh. on your tars! Yeah. You shut your mouth! No one is interested! You think this is just a game? The suffer and lead! <laughs> Let's make them even more black! We're about to get into something real big now. Maybe we'll, maybe maybe the intro will just be John Jacob. Yeah, oh, oh, can we can we do the recess version? Did you guys yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah, the show yeah. Recess? Yeah, and Robert Goulet singing. John Jacob, Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna have to put that in there now. <laughs> recess, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen Recess, just go watch clips of it on YouTube. That yeah, was, Recess that was oh, a such, such a good show, good show. such a, a joy, show. and the movie as well. Literally, oh, like yeah. I remember, I remember watching that like almost religiously. That movie, yeah, like I was obsessed with it. It was so good. That movie, so like, good. legitimately made me sob. The first yeah. time I watched it, I, at yeah. the end of it, it was just so happy. And then when Let the Sunshine In came on, I was fully oh. sobbing. I was yeah. ugly crying. I was like 10 years old, but oh. like fully sobbing. Because it felt like, I think the phrase that I kept saying was like, that's what it means to be a kid. Uh, I was, little Jeremy was hit. That, that movie hit little Jeremy like a tank, man. Oh, little Jeremy. Oh, that's so fucking <laughs> also uh for our audience we got sent jeremy was lovely enough to send us some pictures of little baby jerbear and oh, oh my god he's like a full little man it's so cute <laughs> he looks so vexed at life already <laughs> everything he's like already everything is angering him and he is like why have you got this camera in my face why are we here? i hated like... having photos taken of me and my parents kept taking me for photos so there's all these photos of me just frowning at the camera literally <laughs> like there's smile. full blue steel in front of them so, that angry. So <laughs> there's one photo shoot i think i was maybe ooh, eight or nine that i legitimately refused to smile and i'm wearing like a little army fisherman's hat <laughs> I think it's the in the shorts, the cargo shorts. Yeah. I think that was the one. And I'm like leaning against the wall, my arms folded, yes. just fully death glaring the camera. And that's the yeah. entire photo shoot is me just glaring at the camera. And what, and what you don't know is he actually managed to do 4d12 of psychic damage to the guy <laughs> operating the camera during that moment. <laughs> he retired after that. Yeah, he left, and he's now living in a monastery, just <laughs> con- con- <laughs> contemplating his choices in life. Yeah. God, I forgot. I literally forgot what my Fridays were like. Yes! You forgot forgot. the chaos. You forgot the chaos. Three black idiots. Three, well, two black idiots and and a a a relatively normal halfling. I blame her. I I, I say she's an enabler. She's an enabler. Yeah, she is. Because I am an enabler. No, 
Be- yeah, you are because your reaction to our stupidness is what yeah. like I find funny. Do you know what I yes. mean? So therefore, you enable us by being by having a, a reaction. You just I need wouldn't to make so us. many jokes if you didn't laugh. Yeah, exactly. And hearing you squeal, I can't help is the best. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I blame laughing. you for finding us funny. No! <laughs> it's your how fault. Am I, how am I? That guy. You're not just gonna straight walk out of one of these recordings one day. Peace, <laughs> fully I'm out. <laughs> she starts like scream crying as <laughs> she's fully. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? I said, no, I'm you, you keep making fun of the jewels and my laughing and my squeak. <laughs> she just screams and leaves. <laughs> no, but you know what? I don't. We, oh, man. It was like last night when I was telling you guys about when I watched, uh, watched Jade doing the show and she'll just throw the headphones across the room <laughs> and all I'll hear coming from the headphones is like, <laughs> And I'm like, what is happening? What demon has found its way into my computer? And it's you Nazis. Honestly, like, the thing is, we always joke. We genuinely always joke about the Unati making weird noises on this show and, like, the sound of her clinking jewels. But the amount of times where Jade will go, like, in the... Because she writes me, like, written notes, like, what to do. And, like, the amount of times the note will just be... Not sure what Unati's doing here because then I'll listen back and on your recording it's just like, and I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's contacting the mothership. It's really fucking disturbing. <laughs> it's like you've just. It's Unati like you just is totally Scarlett Johansson's out. character in Under the Skin. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts unzipping herself. Like <laughs> she fully unzips her body. She gets even blacker. Like, her actual body is even blacker. <laughs> her actual body I, is just a shadow. Like yeah. I get absent-minded, oh. okay, and then I make it's sound. It's so funny. It's, <laughs> I fully no, support you. I fully support yeah, you. Yeah, we are. It's, it's it's so glorious. It's I'm so I'm Team glorious. Unati and Team Jade at the same time. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Team Jade. Jade's eardrums. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh, let me drop. On, on that note, I'm going to drop the game a tiny bit. Let's <laughs> get it down to uh, Hashtag raise that gain. Raise the gain. <laughs> a nice <laughs> green level. <laughs> we will record. <laughs> if you give us, if you if our Patreon if it gets maxed yeah. out, we'll have Unati record an episode with her gain as high as it could possibly <laughs> Jesus. And anyone that can make it to the end of the episode can become like an honorary, like you can just come like, and join us. Like, yeah, join you, us. To... you understand the pain. That's not good. We have to show visu- like proof of your bleeding eardrums. <laughs> oh, that's not good for anybody. Look after your ears. Oh. No, we enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy the bleeding eardrums. Did um, we have a question to get to? <laughs> I think yeah. we had a question yeah. to get to with this uh, this episode. So we got sent in uh, a question from Lord... Ah, oh, let's see. We've done the thing er- now. Errol. Lord Errol. Errol. I can't... Uh, no, yeah, okay. So we got sent in a question from Lord Errol Rich Jr. of the Newlands of York. Uh, so thank you very much, Lord Ooh. Errol. Um, for if you're actually from question. York, York's a lovely city. York is a lovely city. I've been there several times. Although I wonder if it's a play on New York. Anyway... Could be. Uh, could be. So we also a lovely question. 
Also a lovely city. Never been there. Hope to go one day. Mm. Uh, we got sent in this question uh, by Lord Errol a little while ago, and it was about uh, having listened to Wiz of the Rings, and he was kind of interested um, because there was a YouTuber that he quite liked um, uh, called Brian the uh, Brian Seeker. Uh, it's the YouTube video. Uh, video. Uh, and it's about uh, recasting X-Men in the Marvel Universe is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was ru- quite an interesting question raised about uh, the nature of Magneto in the current MCU. Mm-hmm. Because he would have to be like 80 years old. <laughs> um, because yeah. uh, if his origin is in is in the Holocaust, uh, during the Holocaust, uh, he's a child. And where we're up to now, which is like 20... Are we in 2020 now in the we're Marvel 20, Universe? 20. I think we are, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Oh, no, 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 no. we're ahead of 2020, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are. Because the snap happened in, like, 2018 or something? Yeah, and I think we went forward, like, five years. So I think we're, like, slightly in the future. Either way, Magneto would be about 80 years old for his origins to be taking place uh, in the Holocaust. And uh, Lord Errol sort of was saying... uh, Brought up a really interesting question about uh, what is... What's, like, the best way of tackling this? Because he felt like in the video, the guy sort of... uh, just sort of skated past the idea of using the Holocaust and felt like it should be kept in because it's the origin of the character. And I personally have some slight misgivings about the idea of using something like that in a film, like a Marvel film. But I just mm. thought it's an interesting one to potentially open it out to the... Uh, I'll open it out to you guys first. Um, just in terms of, yeah, what direction do you go with in that scenario? Like, if you're Marvel right now, do you stay true to the comics? Do you introduce something else? Do you make something? Do you make the 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 law uh, something uh, else? Like mm. in, in, invent a past trauma for him to draw from? What do you guys think? Um, I will say uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest X Men expert, but if I remember correctly, even as far back as the '80s, there was a there was a thing about Magneto where he would age slower than everyone else. Like, I think it was something, I think it was because he, he lived in the, sh- I think he used to go down to the Savage Land or something. Mm. I forget what it was, but there was something, either it was his powers, some feature of his powers or something that he had done that actually caused him to age physically slower. Because even as far back as the 80s, I mean, he'd be pretty old if he yeah. had lived through the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they... I think they started to introduce stuff to say that he just aged slower. And that's Mm. probably how I would do it. Maybe cast somebody in their 50s or 60s, but say that Magneto ages significantly slower than a normal person. They've done it for Nick Fury in various incarnations of the the Marvel Universe. I think they did it in Ultimate Marvel. I think Mm. they've done it in uh, 616 as well in the comics. So I would just say age him more slowly. For me, the Holocaust aspect of his character is uh, very important. I think... Jewish people are generally underrepresented in mm-hmm. superherodom, and I think the fact that uh, his his uh, history and heritage plays such a big role in shaping who he is, yeah. um, I think is very important, not just for representation, but also for the logic of the character. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I would say keep I would just say age him slower, but keep and, him and, the yeah, same. Yeah. So so you're basically saying find it like an in world reason for for this to happen. Yeah. Uh, is is what you would say. Absolutely. Uh, I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. Um. Yeah. I think I do. There is part of me that does have uh some slight quibbles in uh, approaching some 
events like this, just with it being still uh, recent in that there's people in the world who are still very much feeling the effects of something like that. I do think it's kind of an interesting thing where you've just got to make sure you're handling that Mm. particularly sensitively. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that you wouldn't handle things sensitively anyway, but I think you're absolutely right. I think that keeping his Jewish heritage is is really important um, um, for the character, but I'm always just very kind of... What did you think of the depiction of in both the first X-Men movie and in X-Men First Class of his time uh, at – I think he may have even gone to Auschwitz in the first, in the first yeah. X-Men movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's, – it's, it's funny because you're making a, a piece of work ultimately for like entertainment as well as representation. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I just – I wonder whether like – a superhero movie is the best framework for it when we've got so many, you could clearly make this and shape this any way you like. You can, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to draw from actual places necessarily. Like it could have been a, like a a camp, but to like actually have it as Auschwitz. I don't don't know, like something in that kind of feels a little bit sticky for me, but that potentially could just be me being uh, uh, oversensitive. I'd actually love to, if anyone is a member of the Jewish community, which I'm not, I would love to know your take on it because mm. that's just how I see it from the outside. I think that if it was something that I knew had affected like my parents or my grandparents, you know, in such a horrendous way, I don't know how I would feel about it being portrayed in a, what is ultimately like a kind of like a, whilst serious, like a campy superhero movie. Do you know what I mean? Like ultimately that's the sort of the general vibe of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the film. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to to hear from people about this one. Mm. <clears throat> Unati, did you have something to uh, add? Well, I mean, what you guys said. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think for me, I mean, like if you if you're talking about like recasting a film, um, and okay, sure, we want to like we want to maintain canon and we want to stay within the story arc, but you know, that for me is just solved very much with a date on the bottom of the film or five years earlier. I don't care. Just tell the like it doesn't really bother me. Just tell mm. the story. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whatever the story mm-hmm. of that particular film is or whatever you're trying to focus on, just tell that section of the story. Yeah, and stay I'm true fine. To the story. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it it's it's X Men. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's X-Men. Uh, <laughs> X-Men has always had though a very strong correlation with real world events mm. and issues. Of course, I mean, yeah. I mean it, especially uh, the Brian Singer movies really brought out the relationship to uh the LGBT fight for uh for any well equal mm. rights but rights in general as well. Yeah. Um and in the past, it's been. I think in the '60s, the big comparison was racism. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was written mm. during the the Black Civil Rights Movement in Sweden, America. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking speaking as somebody who saw the first X Men movie as a child, mm. um, I remember the beginning being really scary, but also very effective. Like, because sure. for those of you who haven't seen the first X Men movie, uh, which you should, it's a good movie. It is. Uh, the first two, especially, very good oh, movies. X Men Two. Oh, um, yeah, X Men Two is amazing. Um, yeah. but he, it it opens with uh, uh, Jewish prisoners being taken into, I believe, Auschwitz, and uh, one of those young prisoners he's a young boy is separated from his mother uh and as she's taken away he starts screaming and reaching out to her Mm -hmm. because he you know he wants his mother back and Mm -hmm. uh as he screams and the stress gets to him you see the metal gates 
uh, start to like bend out to the point where he's literally like magnetizing himself, pulling himself towards the gates. There's like four dudes trying to hold him back and he's dragging them all and the gates are getting all ripped out and deformed. But it's explicitly framed as a motivation for Magneto's mentality, which Mm. is that if Mm. that uh, he has witnessed the horrors of what happens when people decide to that another group of people must be eliminated and are a threat. Mm. And in his opinion, uh, if, if he could easily see that happening to mutants and he sees it happening uh, yeah. all around him. So his whole idea is, well, let's eliminate them before they can eliminate us. Yeah. Um, and it's he's essentially Killmonger before Killmonger. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was literally just thinking about that, com- that comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually you just, you kind of uh, sort of refreshing me as well on that first. I, I It kind of really uh, clearly illustrates um, Lord uh, Errol's point, um, which is just that um, it is such a, a fundamental core of that character. Um, like you've, you've illustrated it so well there that like uh, it, it's such a perfect metaphor for, for his um for his struggle that yeah, yeah. That potentially then it is it is really important that this character is rooted in in something uh mm-hmm. sort of historical and sort of and of, of that scale do you know what i mean i guess because that, yeah. that is, it's, it's also about the scale of this thing right that that, that drives magneto specifically um yeah the, the fact you know that it's like what? an extermination yeah. as opposed to just... You a, know what yeah. also could be interesting, though? And this would mm. be uh, an alternate... This would either be like an alternate version of the X-Men or like if there were just, just like tons of Jewish representation in the Marvel Universe. Mm. Um, if you were to transplant Magneto's story to another culture that has undergone some horrific event, perhaps mm. in the 20th century. So like, say it was somebody... You could say he was a Japanese child during uh, World War II when well, the U.S. dropped of, yeah. the, a- the atom bombs. Yeah. Or, you know... During in somebody in Vietnam yeah. who saw mm-hmm. what happened there. There's any number of really mm-hmm. interesting events that if you wanted to try and diversify. But I think the key is that he's someone who... Uh, granted, I have not read comics where his explicit... Like, I don't know if he is himself a practicing uh, Jewish person by faith. I just know that he's Jewish by ethnicity. But I, I, yeah. I, if yeah. you wanted to keep the core of a person who was shaped by a horrific large-scale trauma yeah. who now wants to avoid that same kind of trauma happening again. Yeah. Um, then you've then got there options, are other is what we're pick. saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's unfortunately Lots far too it. many options. Lots of <laughs> trauma going around. There's plenty um, of trauma going around. It's all good. Yeah. Hey Halflings, quick aside here. After recording this episode, we decided it'd be a really good idea to reach out to someone of Jewish heritage, as we got into a lot more things than we actually anticipated doing. So, this is my friend Abe and his take on the whole scenario. Hello, I'm Abraham. I went to drama school with Jasper, where he uh, bullied me every day of my training. No, just... <laughs> On this subject, it's a really interesting subject, and I, you know, I, I do have an opinion on it, and and that is that I I would definitely want it to stay Jewish and be played by a Jewish actor if possible. I think that's cool. You know, why not get Harrison Ford in? You know, just like to also say, you know, I think being Jewish is not is not a religion. It's uh, there's there's a guy Rudy Rockman and on YouTube who I really like um, but he he describes it as a portable suitcase uh, being Jewish of, of your you know your ethnicity your religion your your language 
you know, food, all kinds of things. It's many, many things all all in one thing. But, you know, the religion is just, you know, a little part of that. So it's it's uh yeah, it's an ethnicity. That's what it that's what it is. And um I think it would be great to cast someone who's actually Jewish this time if possible. They've cast two people now who aren't Jewish. Um much as I love Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender, I think that'd be that'd be wicked, and and um, and I think it's great to tell those stories. You know, it's not you know these tragic, terrible events did happen, and and we should keep remembering that they happened because it doesn't take long before you get is saying they didn't happen or they weren't so bad, and that's the really scary thing. So I think it's really important that we keep saying, yeah, these terrible things did happen. We lost so many and you know I personally lost family and I you know I know so you know you can't really talk to any Jews not lost family really uh, it's important to talk about and I think it's very I've, I, I've, I don't think it's sort of like upsetting or devaluing to um, have that story in a superhero film it's 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 uh, you know it's exciting and empowering to think wow someone is powerful if it's you know, Magneto, and he's he's Jewish, you know, you think, oh, well, you know, I've got that sort of strength in it, you know, kind of echoes of the golem and all those extraordinary Jewish tales of strength as well, you know, it's 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 great. It's great, and that's my opinion on it. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for asking me. So thank you very much, Abe, for sharing your opinion on this subject. As for the uh, claims of bullying i have no further comments your honor uh but without further ado let's get back into this episode of three black halflings uh so i hope uh lord errol that we've covered um what you're asking uh there feel free to send us more questions we love getting questions it's really nice that people are uh engaging with our show and it's making them think about stuff like this as mm-hmm. for uh what we're getting into today um, we recently have seen lots of new juicy information about Tasha's cauldron of everything, uh, whilst obviously getting really, really excited. Um, uh, cause there's loads of stuff coming in this. We've got classes, we've got, uh, races, backstories, um, loads and loads of stuff, but something that, uh, we have actually sort of touched on recent, uh, in a previous episode, uh, which is when, uh, Wizards released that statement saying that they were going to, uh, eliminate, um, mo- uh, sort of uh, minuses to, um, racial traits and that they were going to make backstories more flexible. Um, they have now introduced this lineage, um, uh, idea in the Tasha's quadrant of everything and the idea would be that you can uh, change those um, racial traits around uh, and take certain bonuses from other places so that you can have a more specific sense of background and uh, story and they've also done some changes I believe to the group uh, group patron uh, mechanic which allowed you to have some uh, a sort of a party backstory if that makes sense mm-hmm. Um but I just thought this was a really interesting place to start when we're talking about Tasha. I'm sure we'll end up talking about Tasha's culture and everything a lot more on the show because it's again so much to go into. Um, but I thought this would be a really good place for us to start because it's 
something that we've talked about on the show as being something that would be really useful for people to increase diversity and f- to help introduce new people to uh, Dungeons and Dragons who, again, much like us, didn't really uh, feel a kinship with the elves or the, you know, the dwarves, uh, but then didn't want to play as an orc because they get minuses to their intelligence uh, mm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, And actually being able to then genuinely play like a an orc um, sorcerer, for instance, because you can change so you can have a charisma bonus instead of a... Um, strength uh, bonus. Strength bonus, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting for us to open... I'd open this out to you guys. Uh, what was your sort of first reactions to this and how they've done it? Um, is there anything that, like, interests you? Like, are you, are you thinking of builds now that you could potentially... You've never been able to do? Um, I'd love mm, to, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm like... Good, excellent, well done. Should have been done many moons ago. But thank you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Thank you. No, like I think yeah, that's exactly a step in the right direction. Um, mm. Jokes aside, um, and rinsing aside. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I just ordered my hard copy today because I do like a hard copy. It's a arri- mm-hmm. It'll arrive on the 17th of November. Very exciting. Uh, so I just want to have one of those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being more sort of tactile with um with uh sort of characters backstories and 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 features now mm. um and not necessarily because like you you know you want to you want to you want to pick a class or you want to pick a um a race um but then your bonuses um just don't quite match up to you know what i mean like they don't just quite, mm. they don't quite match up it was what you're trying to do. And it plays such a big part of the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite interested. I'm quite, I'm really excited to to have a batch of kind of going, oh, I can make something like really specific and quite mm. nuanced and quite detailed the way I want it to be. When did it first hit you guys how much the race influenced how your character would play? Like in terms of the racial bonuses uh, influencing your actual yeah. ability scores. Yeah. When did it first hit you guys just how much of an impact that event that can eventually have? Do you know, I I think it was um, wasn't necessarily that. I think it was actually it was re- it was actually relatively recently when I was making a character for Ryan's game, uh, mm. Jeremy. Yeah, he mentioned Ryan. Uh, he gets mentioned every episode. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out. He of the he of the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was making a character for his game, and I was like, I really wanted to play this Minotaur, and I had this, all these things in my head, and then I was like, that's just not gonna play very well. And like, I suddenly became, you know, and I was sort of, sort of getting really hardcore into like, oh, I want to like min max a character. I want to try and like make them as you know powerful as possible. I want to be able to do loads of damage because I normally play rogues who just do damage. Yeah. Uh, mm. And so I was like, I don't want to leave yeah. that behind. I don't want my warlock to just be able to do like 10 hit points around. I want to, you know, I was being greedy. And so um, I was suddenly like, oh, that's really annoying that I can't build this character because I don't think this character is unbelievable. I don't think this character is like, ridiculous it's not like i'm i'm building some sort of superhero out of the box type thing i'm building a logical character yeah. he's just a minotaur mm-hmm. that studies a lot and is yeah. very studious about you know his his learnings and stuff and that yeah it was never gonna play the it was never gonna be able to play the way i wanted it to which is actually really yeah really frustrating yeah. Yeah. so probably quite recently mm-hmm. for me 
Um, for me, I mean, sort of similarly to um, uh, you, Jasper, because also I I like to play rogues, yeah. <laughs> who just do all the damage, <laughs> like, yeah. like rogues or fighters. Um, so I, it, you know, it didn't really, it only like kind of cottoned on when again I wanted to dabble in spellcasting. Mm. That's when I kind of mm-hmm. noted it, and I was like, oh okay that's really going to give me a hard time if I don't actually like match this right um yeah. so that was the first time I've kind of noticed it was it was when I decided to dabble in spell casting yeah um, well I think that rogues generally I think uh, uh, I mean you guys can push back if you think this is wrong yeah. but I think they're generally one of the easier classes to yeah dive into in the sense that they're quite sort of straightforward in a sense that they don't have like a bajillion different options but they've got sneak attack which can do great damage yeah. do you know what I mean and, you, and I think mm-hmm. we've we've become very accustomed to like what a rogue is in yeah. like general yeah. fantasy and yeah. archetypes. Uh, you know, yeah. I would say for somebody who's familiar with the genre, yeah. that's definitely one of the easier ones to hop into. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then, but then you sort of jump from, and then I think that, it, and it's one of the less restrictive, I think, because, yeah. you know, you can have good strength or you cannot. It doesn't really, it's not too yeah. impactful. Yeah. The only thing really is decks, but generally you, everyone mm-hmm. wants to have good decks because yeah. that's your initiative bonus and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty universal um, class, whereas mm. others are like really restricted. Yeah. If you don't want to go down that path, yeah. You know mm-hmm. of um, uh, do you know what I mean? If or like yeah. if you're if you're like playing like a uh, um like a wisdom based orc or something, it's just so hard because yeah. you're <laughs> you're not going to get any yeah. wisdom bonuses. You know, yeah. Yeah. you're getting no help. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Though I'm interested because yeah. I feel like you've. Uh, that's definitely been a moment. There's def- I feel like there's a moment for you, surely. <laughs> yeah, I think it was when I, I think it was while I was DMing, when I really started to see just how much different stats would affect uh, a character. Specifically, mm. like a couple in my main campaign, a couple of the characters, because I didn't really understand when I first started DMing how each of the stats would impact a character. Some of them had relatively low constitution. One of them, the ranger, had a minus to constitution. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I had no idea just how much of, uh, like, how much of an issue that would eventually become. Yeah. With mm. her health just being pitifully low. Yeah. And and then I started to look into like, oh, wait a minute. Almost none of these people are getting racial bonuses that actually assist their abilities. Yeah. Uh, like the abilities yeah. that they actually use. Yeah. Um, the ranger wa- was like, I think the ranger was trying to use like a warhammer. Mm. So it's a strength based weapon, but she's a gnome. So she so gets she bonuses to like dexterity and stuff. Mm. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Um, the, the, the... 
Elf was an Eladrin, so and I think the var- I think she was a variant Eladrin, and so she didn't even get a she didn't get a she's a druid and she didn't get a wisdom bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. her wisdom was kind of low for a character mm. of her level. The only one who actually had really really high stats was the Minotaur who was playing a barbarian mm. because That's he cool. gets a plus because he gets a plus to strength he was and a chunky boy, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly. So <laughs> it was like okay yeah. and then when i started to look into characters myself and building more characters myself it would be like oh yeah Which, yeah I, it doesn't it, it actually is demonstrably weaker if i go with this yeah. race and also like you know again jokes aside but i think you know you kind of hit the nail on the head like it kind of baffles me that we it's taken so long to get to this point because the whole point for me of D is about freedom it's about creativity it's about you know and so how much does it suck that you then had a party of adventurers who had all made really unique and interesting characters which were getting constantly penalized by the game for because being they creative. weren't playing it right yeah like doing mm-hmm. air quotations for playing it right yeah there's no way yeah. to play it right yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly that's so, like that's so annoying yeah. and then i think you add on top going back to like our original point with this you add on top the racial thing which i do think you know especially after that conversation with james i like the amount of times i think about that conversation with james and i think man i did not think about how deeply some of these things have affected me yeah because mm-hmm. of how intrinsically connected i am to fantasy as a genre and as a it's like what i assimilate with is what i um it's like almost every single time i drift off when i'm sat down and I start imagining, you know, me as running around doing something cool. It's almost always in that kind of like, you know, Lord of the Rings-esque world or whatever. But I'm never an elf. Or I'm never a dwarf in my mind. I'm mm. always a dragon or a something. Just because it's different. Mm. And do you know yeah. what I mean? And so I think it's, I generally think it's going to be really, really liberating, especially for new players to come in and be like, and have all this customization have available. Because yeah. you can still play it. You yeah, that's important stress. It. It's yeah. optional. This yeah. is they even they say it in the releases. This is all optional. You do not have to play the game this way. Yeah. But you can now, officially. Yeah. And I think that it will allow inexperienced players to uh play what they want to play and not be left behind by more experienced players. Because mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything worse than feeling like you come into a table and you're like, or oh, I actually haven't played as much as these guys, and they're all doing these amazing moves every turn where they've doing a stupid amount of damage and they've coupled these spells together and do you know what I mean? And I don't really, mm-hmm. and I think anything we can do to like level the playing field so that new players can feel like, oh yeah, I can, I can see how this works. You can put yeah. the building blocks together. Um, I think is, is absolutely like a, a massive plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. One thing I found really interesting uh, I guess not to spoil anything, but the, some of the language they were using in this, where they were talking about um, that you could use a, you can find a template that you can use to create a lineage mm. that's not directly connected to a typical race and background or to typical race and background options. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually very similar to uh, what the very recently released, uh, as of us recording this, uh, mm. Wagadu. Uh, setting yeah. information. Which literally where, uses lineages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the exact word they use. They don't even use races. Everyone is human, but you can be of a different lineage that will give you different abilities and a different appearance and mm. essentially a different culture in many cases. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's really interesting that they're um, allowing this kind of flexibility now in uh, D&D, yeah. or officially from Wizards of the Coast. 
Yeah, and I think that the uh, I think again, just getting away from using words like uh, race and uh, whatever, it's just when I think we always have to, we're always leaning into the idea that D and D is this escapism for people, and I think that you, like language um, is a really mm-hmm. st- it can be a really like uh, sticky issue and can absolutely be the thing that turns someone away from playing the game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. If someone's yeah. got some really negative commentations about like, oh, what race are you? If someone like comes at me with that question, <laughs> I'm already like, ha, I don't want to Oh, you're getting that. backhanded. Do you know what I mean? You're getting backhanded. But do you know what I mean? So but like, quickly. that's a perfectly normal question for a DM to say, right, okay, what race are you? Yeah. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll still so backhand think, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think that, so I think it's just like anything we can do to get away from that, like, yeah. which is why I much prefer like the idea of species. Yeah. Uh, I much prefer uh, the idea folk. of um, folk. Yeah, lineage. folk is a great one. Uh, lineage. Uh, all this kind of stuff, I think, is uh, uh, yeah. much, much better than just get just get away from these real world connotations we're in a place where you can shoot fireballs through your hands and portals yeah. open up from the ground like it's fine to yeah. not use the word race yeah. it's not gonna break the game yeah i just i just want um, i just want to know that it's um it's 2020 right i've got the same time as everybody else <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do i have the same times okay cool so, okay all right uh, no, no, no. We're, all, here, we're all back here in uh, 1950s that's what we're doing like um, <laughs> yeah yeah looking at my phone here it does appear to in fact be september of 20 20. It does okay, indeed. Cool. Let's hope we release yeah. this episode in September, otherwise this is yeah. <laughs> we release it. We release it in February of 2022. Yeah. But they'll be like, whoa, Tash is really like that's like some old sort. We're on six E, guys. The, <laughs> late to the party here, guys. Oh dear. Um I'd like I really wanted it as well. Uh the a group uh, patron mechanic. I hadn't even heard of this, and I've been doing a bit of like research before because mm. uh, I'd never really looked into Eberron um, before. Yeah, uh, beyond the races, I guess. Before, yeah, exactly, beyond the races. Um, and so I just, uh, I thought it was quite interesting the idea of uh, having a group sort of backstory, mm. um, kind of coming in with a sense of uh companionships and friendships because it's always a bit of a weird thing when you start a campaign and you've got five characters that have to basically decide to stick together forever in episode yeah. like in the first session it's know, it's, like, it's, it's always really super tight. sticky and yeah. weird and you just it kind can, of forget yeah. it happens like, yeah. you just yeah. you're like oh, we'll get there it's cool <laughs> it, you have to jump through some major hoops to try and make that happen organically uh, uh, yeah. like <laughs> mental yeah. gymnastics it's, it's tricky and like i really haven't like as a dm like if anyone's got any tips i'm more than happy to receive some tips because it's difficult Mm. it's really difficult so for me as a dm i'm really excited by this because i think even if you could say you had four players you could easily say like why don't two of you come up with like a group backstory you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like like almost like so you're like two groups of people that's a much easier meld than like i mean there's history and there's and there's like you know and i think also there's like conflicts like more natural conflicts i i one of the things i really enjoy about the campaign that we're all in together is there's actually quite a lot of like inter pc conflict it never mm-hmm. quite comes to blows but i enjoy that because i think it enriches our play because it's not just me it's not just like player versus dm all the time it's like no no i've got these goals and you're currently getting in the way of that goal or you've got in the way of that goal mm-hmm. and i think that should be happening at the table and i think that creating conflicts like that 
you know, this there could be always be the looming threat of PvP. Yes, of PvP. <laughs> oh. They're basically in our man in our campaign. There is it is all there, there has been PvP in our campaign. Oh yeah, there has. Uh, on a, yeah, on one <laughs> well, that, but exactly that was created because I tried to force a, like that a new player came into the campaign, <laughs> and you guys just were like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can can we tell a little tale from the table on this? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, so we yeah. had this. Uh, this there was already kind of a core three, like group of three characters. Yes. Uh, one of them being my character, Dennis Colespring, uh, and we had made friends with a uh, an NPC. Uh, who's actually Jasper's first ever PC that he had yeah. supported over to this game, Lamora Canthus. And Lamora Canthus. Th- we had just woken up, and Lamore had been mysteriously murdered. Now, yeah. my character, Dennis, based on the evidence, thought that it may have actually been him who did it, that he was possessed in his sleep and had killed Lamore. Yes. Uh, but there wasn't really an opportunity to address this with... Uh, our friend Johnny's character, Jinx, who was like best friends with Lamore previously. And we had like, he found out that Lamore was dead, Jinx did, and immediately wanted to go after this ship that was coming into the harbor. Um, Dennis is like fully trying to support this because he's like, I'm going to have to tell him, but not right this second because Mm. this is just not the time. We have things to do. So Mm. Dennis is planning on telling him later. Then this new dude rocks up this tabaxi sherlock holmes guy uh wild spark rocks up out of nowhere uh acting full-on like he's like a meaner version of the benedict cumberbatch sherlock holmes yeah literally uh really mean knows information that from my character's perspective he shouldn't be able to know because my character has like a really secret he comes from a very secret society of people that apparently this guy knows about immediately raising my character's suspicions he's just casually being a jerk to everyone and then when we go to try and take out this ship he tries to get in our way which uh my character is like okay no 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 because he's fully he's considering like jinx is mad we got to take these people out and now i got this new dude who i can't even trust who's who's trying to stop (laughs) nah so Mm -hmm. i fully attacked his character i will i will also state this for our audience that there was definitely some guilt on dennis's part because he decided to wander off into the (laughs) the day before that lamore was killed he wandered off into the creepy part of town which is clearly full of creepy people walking around in white robes he walks up to a door some <laughs> on this guy... podcast creepy people in white robes carry so much more weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it really does it really does but yeah but exactly but either way still even at that point in the game there was still more black people in that session than there was white people so like it was clearly i was clearly giving this as a red flag <laughs> like don't yep. go here i was it was trying to, it was a it was a reconnaissance mission that i handled very poorly very poorly essentially um and basically and so there, yeah up, there was a lot of guilt he ended up going up to this door knocking on the door this literally like decrepit like withered looking man answered the door in a white robe was like yes like this and he was just like, I was wondering what's going on here. <laughs> I think I and offered to like, join. I think that was like, what it is. I asked if I could join. And then you said, can I join? And he was like, yes, but we require your blood. And he was like, okay. And just No, he didn't them. even say. He just said, let me see your hand. So I oh, held that was it out it. and he took some blood and from my hand. And then he took some blood away from him. And I, then it like was like, an idiot just held out my hand. <laughs> 
literally let him do it and whatever. And then I remember him literally the door, the literally, and then straight after that, the old guy just closes the door, doesn't say a thing, and Dennis was just left in the street and was just like, "Well, I'm sure that's gonna be fine." (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day, they wake up and their like best friend has been murdered in his sleep. And that's why that that's why Mike, I thought my character had been possessed. Uh, so yeah, I fully attacked Wildspark. If it hadn't been for Jasper's intervention, I probably would have killed the game. Like, it probably would have just straight up tried to kill him. Yeah, well, because the other, the, other, the other party members were on your side, so I think that, it, you know, it would have resulted yeah. in, uh, it would have resulted in, in a PC death, which would have been, uh, would have been, been hilarious. Um, <laughs> so yes, I think anything that we can do, like the group patron, uh, patron? Uh, a patron in uh, Tasha's Cold and Everything is very useful to avoid this scenario (laughs) (laughs) yes very much so um i was actually kind of thinking and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this um is uh and like they've also expanded the rules for npc sidekicks yeah i was like and actually i was kind of thinking what might be quite nice with this is i feel like this is definitely a way of potentially introducing more like um cultural uh and like personal story as a player mm. do you know what i mean it's like because you could be traveling with like your son you could be traveling oh, with like yeah. a servant you could be traveling with do you know what i mean like yeah. there's so yeah. many i was like i suddenly i was like, oh, so many awesome ideas for what that could be yeah. um mm-hmm. and in terms of like even just in terms of like you wearing the same clothing and do you know what i mean yeah. like from where you've come from and yeah. i just thought I was absolutely like, That's actually really cool um yeah. i'm definitely i'm gonna get i'm definitely I, sidekick. I, <laughs> I found yeah i found out about sidekicks earlier this year i played in a game where somebody played as a sidekick because their their main <laughs> character had this uh character as a sidekick but their main character was too high level for this campaign so they were like playing as the sidekick oh that's, that's awesome brilliant. i love that yeah i love that so much that's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> um, I think though someone was saying as well, like the sidekicks, they, um, they. I don't know. You can guys correct me. You know more probably than I do. But like they have like different classes. They have like more pedestrian mm-hmm. classes for. Them. And I was like, I kind of want to just pay play as like a normal townsfolk person and just <laughs> yeah. just run Not screaming even... from like CR like half CR <laughs> monsters. Yeah, you just a, you're you just have like a commoner stats. <laughs> With ten, with ten hit points and nothing above a ten on my yeah. stats. <laughs> and I think uh, did uh, they they had released a UA that had like alternate class options, like different class uh, abilities and stuff that you could get. That uh, okay. they'd released that like last year, and it had like alternate spells for some classes, uh, alternate abilities. Like I think instead of. Uh, what was it? Instead of the barbarian's ability that allows them to have advantage on deck saving rolls against effects they can see, they could pick something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it like allowed for a lot more customization. I think that could be in here as well. So That's like cool. I think one that jumped out at me was that the druid finally gets revivify. Yeah. Uh, which stood out to me because Ooh. the druid in my campaign is the in my main campaign is the only primary he- caster. Like healer, and so yeah, she's yeah. just having to carry this team in terms of healing. <laughs> And stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, that would be so helpful. That yes. is so useful. Yay. Yeah, that yeah. would be really, really useful. There's some like, like uh, I know we sort of said we we're going to get into this uh, at a later point, but there are some really crazy subclasses in this, which mechanically really change up some of these classes. Um, 
like mm. uh, the the some of the um, uh, psionic uh, like subclasses. Yeah. Like pretty much every, I think like every class pretty much is getting like some version. Not maybe not the everyone, but stuff. like but like uh, there's a lot of them that are getting this psionic subclass, uh, which is kind of like a. It's almost I think it's like a points based uh, subclass. Um, allows you to get like yeah, a, it ties in a, with the feet. Yeah, yeah. So um, sort of that's really exciting to me as well just again yeah i'm all about telekinesis and being able to throw stuff with my mind mm-hmm. like that's that's all i've ever wanted to do so, <laughs> so yeah that's that's it's really fine. cool that's yeah it is really cool yeah i just um, want to play all the rogues that's where all the rogue subclasses <laughs> and there's like the rogue subclasses Jeez. in this look so I, I just want to play every single last one of them <laughs> I, just I really hope they bring back uh there was a ua spell called psionic blast Mm. That was like, I think I I only found out about it because bards could get it. And it did like, it's a third level spell Mm -hmm. that could like do like 5d8 damage. It's basically turning Cone of Cold into a third level spell. Wow. Without Um, uh, without like a a elemental attachment as well. So like. uh, It was psychic damage. Yeah. It was psychic damage. Less things are likely to be resistant to that than. Nothing exactly. worse than when you've got like, this is my big spell, fireball, here it comes. It's like, oh, they're immune to fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's marvelous. <laughs> yeah. It was, and I, I was, I loved that spell. <laughs> and then they, I, they took it off of D&D Beyond, which I guess means that it's going to potentially show up in some form in this book. Yeah. There was also uh, the one uh, that I'm really excited for is um, there's a, I'm going to have to obviously do some more reading on it, but there's a. Uh, there's like a clockwork sorcerer. Um, oh yeah. Uh, the uh, that just I'm like because I was already like a big fan of a lot of the like dunamancy like time stuff. Like I mm. just want a really cool Doctor Strange build, and I feel like that's gonna let me do it. Yeah, or Doctor <laughs> um, Manhattan even. Yeah, or even Doc. Yeah, exactly. Um, I and I always I kind of I haven't yet found. Uh, I've always been really interested in the idea of making like a full like nuke sorceress class like <laughs> where like it maybe takes a few turns to like build up to like the hell mary but when you get it it's like you know like, end of combat type thing yeah i've always been like i've always wanted that like uh i don't know if i brought up on the show before but i found the um someone had uh homebrewed uh, dra- um saiyans as a oh class. yes yeah and like they have, and they they homebrewed it that you basically get uh, that spirit bo- spirit bomb is like a level nine spell or something. <laughs> it's uh, so but cool. but basically what it was was that you take um, for every turn that you stay charging it up, or whatever you got like three d ten of damage uh, added to it, and that was it. You can and every turn you can expend like key points because they're basically like a variation on the monk thing. Yeah. So you get, you get key points which let you access your. Um, all of your abilities and then your your allies can use their bonus action they can surrender their bonus action to basically give let me your energy uh and <laughs> uh and like feed into the spirit bomb I love like extra so d10s and i was like and i basically looked at like if you did about three turns with your allies helping you out occasionally you'd get up to like 25 30 d10s of damage and i was like that's so cool yeah, <laughs> it's like the clo- it's the closest you can get to really being DBZ in a in a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons in Dungeons and Dragons, and I was just like, that's awesome. and they had Kaioken and different Super Saiyan levels. <laughs> yeah, oh, it would just be so. And I love the idea of like because I feel like it's like 
having i think that would generally introduce a level of strategy like if you came up against a tarask like that would be the hell mary at the end do you know what i mean like that would be the thing that you'd have to like protect the saiyan do you know what I mean? just yeah. so that he can build this thing up and we might actually be able to take like a chunk of hit points because otherwise you have everyone in the city giving you energy yeah literally like, like, that would that's what it is like that's what it would be like because otherwise you'd be so screwed yeah <laughs> um I like. I was actually thinking one of the things I do really want to do is like a high, like a really high level. Uh, maybe after Tasha comes out, we should look at doing a really high level game because uh, I would really love to. I just want to fight a Tarasca just to know how bad it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> really, I'm a really glutton. I'm a glutton. Glut- 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 punishment through, through that. Yeah. 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 They're um, really strong. They're really strong. They fought one on uh, NADPOD, and, like, on that show, they have all kinds of overpowered items, right. and they still had multiple divisions of troops helping them to kill it. Jeez, wow. it's nuts. And, like, I'm so glad, like, the th- the th- the three, the third edition, uh, I was looking at the third edition version of the Tarask, and it's even crazier. Like, it doesn't die, it just burrows down into the earth and recharges, <laughs> and then knows, and then it's something like, it literally says in the description, like, it knows who killed it, or, like, who hurt it, and, what? like, seeks them. I was like, what? So you kill the Tarras, Excellent. it Excellent. disappears under the ground for, like, 30 days, and then it comes, comes back, back to hunt you down. It's horrifying. Oh, it's so bad. It's so the bad. The is John Wick, it is Baba Yaga. <laughs> Kill the Tarask's puppy. The <laughs> Tarask. I'm back. I'm yeah, back. I'm thinking Kill I'm them. back. Yeah. <laughs> the Tarask is just holding a giant pencil. Uh, someone it please kills draw you with a pencils gi- and books. A giant Tarask with. Oh my god, a giant Tarask holding a pencil. Oh my gosh. We should do one where we're all famous action stars. Oh. So like somebody's John Wick and somebody's uh somebody's I don't even know John McClane. Oh, John McClane would be so outmatched by yo. John Wick, but you that could be somebody. Else. Everyone would be so outmatched by John Wick. You know like, he's being. John I'm Wick gonna already. okay. So yeah, that's decided. I just want all the guns. You know, he's already called John Wick. There's there's other unstoppable, like Judge Dredd. I know, I know, but it's just it's just all of those guns, man. It's just all those guns. Oh no, I'm saying I'm saying Jasper. I'm speaking this for Jasper. (laughs) I'm trying to console Jasper now that he can't be John Wick. No, he can be. No, you can be John Wick. We can share. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. I've got. There's plenty. There's plenty. You can't have John's Wick, guys. You can only have one John. The John's Wick. The brother's Wick. The brother's wick. Um, no, I don't know. Who would I? <laughs> like who would I be? Who is like movie? Who is like? I'm trying Sorry, to I'm just imagining there. the brother's wick. It's like a really <laughs> dumb, like just a title. Doesn't even divorce from the John Wick series. It just sounds like a really terrible kids movie. <laughs> the brother's wick. <laughs> it would be so bad. It would be so bad. We've been burning uh, and, the candle and, at both ends. <laughs> Oh my god, he had to do it though. Like it was he there. Had to do it. He had and to he, do he it. didn't have to though. Like it was there. He could have yeah. left it alone. Could have left it alone, but no, he had to go there. Had to. <sighs> he can't help it. I love it. it. I yeah, love I'm it. thinking maybe like I'm thinking maybe like Arnie and Predator. That might be my That would yeah. be fun. I feel like that or or uh, or or maybe that's my time for John my blade Rambo. build. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, Rambo for sure. Maybe a John Claude Van Damme. I could go for a monk yeah. class and just kick the hell out of everything. Yeah. That is sick. Um, Everybody's playing an action hero named John. 
So Everyone, John Wick, John McClane, John oh, Rambo. Of no, I'd, no, I'm sorry. I'd have no. I'm sorry. I'd have to be a monk class, and I'd have to be Bruce Lee. That would be that would be awesome. Real. That'd be awesome. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. a sick. Yeah, like just yeah. screaming my oh, way into like every combat, like playing ping pong with nunchucks, like oh, <laughs> you, so name good. you name it. You name it. That would be amazing. Be a so, Bruce or so Jet Li monk. Just at, you'd have to min max the crap out of him, like because he would need to be like dexterity 20 like it would like do you know what i yeah. mean like yeah. and it would man. be like legendary levels so it would be like how some like barbarians can get strength above 20 20 it would be yeah, like that yeah. you guys would yeah. be like boosted beyond oh yeah i was gonna say you could do those like you could have like an, all those epic boon feats where it's like yeah you get a plus five to dexterity or something stupid because these are like legendary characters yeah yeah Man, that would be amazing. Yeah. Literally, Send like us a, a message legend. on Twitter if you would like to hear. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear all action hero, an all action hero, legendary level like characters. Yeah, man, I want to play it. So I really want to play it. Much. I'm just gonna. Jeremy, who's John yours? Wick meets Bruce Lee. Um, Who are you playing? I'm trying to think. Um, most of my favorite action heroes aren't as strong as those guys. I might go like John Rambo just to mix things up. Because yeah. he's more of like a ranger type. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. And like, yeah, he lays a lot of traps and stuff. However, we did. Oh man, we watched. Oh, you know, no, you know who I would be. You know who I would be, Chev Chelios <laughs> from the Crank Chev- movies. <laughs> Jason oh, God. Statham from the Crank movies. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's who I would be. <laughs> and I do the accent the whole time. <laughs> uh, do you know that just makes me think of uh, him in the Me- in Meg? Oh my yes, god! Yes, I love that. Oh, the Meg is my favorite part of that. Honest oh, to god. I was thinking. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of the spy movie that he was in. Never mind. The, oh, uh, was... I haven't seen the Meg. Oh, you should. Uh, the Meg is so stupid. I love it. Me, uh, me, and Jade went to go and see it, and literally had the best time. We lived our best lives watching that film. It was so dumb. It was so dumb, and I love it. <laughs> And literally, like, the best, we literally quoted it for weeks afterwards because, like, there's a first bit where he's, like, on a submarine um, and, like, you know what's going to happen because the film the film's called Meg after Megalodon. <laughs> and he's on this submarine and you suddenly, obviously, it goes, Doosh, like this, and, like, the whew, alarm starts going off and the camera at breakneck speed just whew, zooms into his face and he just goes, what? honestly we just went in the cinema it was so funny i like this honestly the pan in is so quick that is that's one of my favorite words in british english is the word what because like it 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 it, it reaches a level where it stops being a word and just becomes oh (laughs) yeah that's still yeah people will literally be like whoop i do it all the time yeah it's so common i love it yeah. So just Jason Statham going, what? Honestly, you've. Uh, I feel like, so, like I need to make a gif of that moment um, for this for this show. It's, oh, it's so glorious. Yeah. Oh, Chev Chelios, yeah. John Wick, and and, uh, and, and Bruce, Bruce Lee. 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 Not even one of Bruce Lee's characters. Just Bruce Lee. The just person. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Just Bruce. Because Bruce Lee was like, if yes. anything, they made him look weaker in the films to add, add a sense of peril. Uh, yeah, as far exactly. as I could, like Bruce Lee, yeah, uh, oh, carrying man. the skull of um, Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes, yes, I swear yes. to God, if if I came across Chuck Norris in that game, I would like put my foot <laughs> through that guy's chest, like back away, <laughs> like you would die in this fight a million times. <laughs> um, oh, brilliant. 
Anyway, this has been another episode of Three Black Trainwrecks. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe even we were this, this to talk episode about lost all direction. Everything. <laughs> this episode lost all direction after a certain point. We- so this has been another episode of Three Black Trainwrecks. I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's good. Oh god, we're gonna go pull ourselves together. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna go edit this and 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 get it ready. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Did you have it. something to add, Unati? It sounded like you were going to say something. No, I was just, I was just wondering. I'm, I'm going to have to go talk to my therapist about now about why I'm very soothed by like the sound of falling bullet shells. I don't know why that. <laughs> I don't know why that. Like the thought of that really calms my soul, and that means there's something wrong with me. Because that's uh, not that's, okay. That's a way to express yourself. Hmm. It's all good. It's let's all have good. a let's have a talk about this. Yeah, not now. We're gonna go but later. We're gonna go off there and have a have a chat about this. Uh, it's about that time in the episode where we go ahead and thank some of our incredible new patrons. Uh, we've had quite a few since our last, uh, since we launched and since our last episode. So just wanted to extend our eternal thanks and gratitude to the following people. First up, the OG from this very episode who sent us the question, Lord Errol himself. Woo! Woo! And then I would like to thank Lance. Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, I would like to thank Leah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and then uh, next up we've got Rob. Woo! And um, thank you, Rob. and Elena. Thank you, thank you so much, Elena. Like, a lot of love for you, Elena. Peace, peace. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, Elena. <laughs> I would like to thank Tank uh, for also having tank. one of the coolest names of any of our patrons. Tank McTankson. And I should say, Tank sent us a really lovely message. Um, that he, uh, d- he generally struggles to listen to... He put this on, on Twitter, so I'm sure he won't mind me sharing, but he said he struggles to listen to podcasts sometimes because he has ADHD and it's a lot. Um, but he said ours really broke through and makes him smile, which Aww. I just thought was really beautiful. Thank you, Tank. Um, Love so you, Tank. Thank you, Tank. It's an incredible uh, compliment for you to pay us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take that to the bank, to Tank. That. Thank you. Um, Take it to the bank, Jeremy. Uh, and then last, but by no means least, we have Kate. Kate W. Sith. I really hope your last name awesome. is Sith, because that is so, <laughs> so dope. Yeah. Um, please let us know if your name is truly Sith, because yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much, Halflings, for listening to this most recent episode. We will be back next week. And don't forget that this Saturday, so next Saturday, uh, we will be doing a uh, session two uh, episode two of Gardu. Uh, so that is the 10th of October, and it'll be kicking off at 7:30 BST. So make sure you're there on our Twitch stream uh, for all of the Wagadu goodness. It's Twitch.tv/tbhalflings. Yes, twitch.tv forward slash tbhalflings. There we go. Uh, but there'll be links in this episode, etc., um, for you to click on. And if you hit follow, then you'll be automatically notified when we go live. Um, we had a great time Woo. last time, and uh, it's going to be super fun. Uh, so make sure you join us. Um, so thank you very much, halflings, and we shall catch you next time. So long, shy so folk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>